It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can check him out on the Best Coast Boys Podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? I'm excited. Uh, with you know, week two, uh, we got a pretty straightforward. Uh, I'll, I'll say to be kind, uh, opponent coming up this week. Uh, but I am contractually obligated to do a downer podcast by Marcus Mosier. Um, so we are going to have a, co- <laughs> a little bit of a downer, this is not podcast. a downer podcast. It is a downer podcast. Give me a break. This is a news and notes podcast, Lance. <laughs> uh, coming up on today's show. No, we. I, yeah, I just thought of that. We could have done a whole show on Eli Manning getting benched, but that's uh, that's not very uh, kind of us, right? Yeah, it would not. Uh, instead, we're going to do a podcast on something way happier. We're going to talk about Cowboys injuries. Um, <laughs> let's go ahead and start with Michael Gallup because it was announced on Monday that Michael Gallup had a knee injury. It's a meniscus injury where he needs to get some surgery. Uh, the expectation is that he's going to be out two to four weeks. Landon, let's just talk about you know the next couple of weeks first how significant of a loss is this for the Dallas Cowboys well I think I mean I think that's what you and I are about to have in a huge argument right now isn't it I think I think uh the, the talent loss is significant because you know he is uh, you know you 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 you, you want to give Gallup a lot of targets in a game because of how, how much success he's had and um so I think from that point of view, uh, it's it's not great. I mean, it's you definitely don't want to lose a guy like that, but it's it's not it's manageable. It's not the same thing as necessarily. It's not as bad as losing Cooper. Obviously, I think it's probably not as bad as losing you know Zeke potentially. But I just think it's. But I think it's it's definitely something that they're going to have to make adjustments to be sure uh, how they're deploying targets. But I think that the fact is is that they have. Depth of the position that they like, uh, and I think that really this is a, an adjustment uh, in target distribution more than anything. And and they'll you know they like I said the the guys that they're playing over the next two weeks three weeks I think that they could find a way to get to get by. I think they could find a way to uh, to to make make do and and maybe not miss too much of a beat. If it had been longer than this, I would be concerned. But I think. He should be back in less than a month, um, probably probably a lot less than a month. Uh, and I think the Cowboys have the players. The the thing is that he plays specifically the position that I think is the most replaceable in the offense as far as the receiver core. They have the the skill sets to do what his position in the offense will would do. The the thing that we're going to lose is is his talent level of doing it and wanting to have him out on the field more than you know trying to cobble it together with a couple of receivers. 
Uh, all right, so there's a couple things here. Um, Cobbling together. Thank you. Yeah, I got it. I got yeah. it. It was good. Um, I don't believe that it's going to be less than a month, and partly because there's a few things. The Cowboys have been known to undersell injuries, and I think we can give a million examples of this, right? Do I think it's going to be two weeks? No. Do I think it's going to be four weeks? I think that's pretty realistic. But then when you factor in that they have a bye week after the fourth week that he'd miss, uh, you know, I think it's against the Eagles, and then it's a bye week, it kind of makes sense for Dallas to, to hold him out and make sure that he's 100% when he returns. But that doesn't you're, – you're counting the bye week? I mean, that's – No, no, no <laughs> I'm not counting it as a – obviously, like, as a game. I'm saying it, it makes sense for the Cowboys to – Give him, give him that extra week instead of rushing him out on the field, right? If if the if it's on the back end of the, that's only if it's on the back end of the the healing. If he's fine after a week and a half, two weeks may be enough. I mean, I, like I think it's it's it was not a repair. It was it was arthroscopic surgery. So it's really yep. just about recovering from the actual surgery itself, not the injury. So I think that the the. That to me creates a much wider unknown window. It could be either end of the spectrum. So I, I tend to, th- you know, whether it's closer to two weeks, whether it's closer to four weeks. Uh, yeah. Well, I, the, the reason I looked at it was I was on uh, sportsinjurypredictor.com and they were saying like the average time missed for a, uh, a, a meniscus trim is like three and a half weeks. So uh, assuming it's, you know, assuming it's four weeks. Or you know whatever, it it does make sense for the Cowboys to play this kind of cautiously, knowing that they have aspirations to be a playoff team to go far. I think they'd rather be safe here. To me, and I know this this is the debate we're going to have because we had it yesterday on uh, yesterday on Twitter, and it, it maybe didn't come out the right way. But I I think the Cowboys should explore trading for a receiver. Now a lot of people took that as. I thought the Cowboys should trade a top 100 pick. They should go trade some valuable assets to go get a receiver. It's, you were talking about Anthony Miller, though. Let's be clear. Well, and, I, but, and, and that's fine. We can talk about him specifically because that's a guy who was drafted in the second round who's not playing for Chicago, right? I would be shocked if it cost you anything more than a top 100 pick to get Anthony Miller. If, if it was anything more than that, I, I'm out. But I'm thinking this would be like... Hey, he doesn't fit our scheme. He blah 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 blah. Let's, let's move on from, okay, from him for okay. a fourth round pick. That's totally fair. But to say that it's uh, that people were putting—I mean, you just said anything more than a top one hundred pick. So it's probably going to cost a top one hundred pick to get him, right? Maybe, and that's and that's why Twitter sometimes isn't the best way to have these discussions. Maybe right? so. I, my thing is, if it cost you anything less than a top one hundred pick, I would be all in an Anthony Miller. Does that make I, sense? I. I I don't disagree with that. You know, okay. I, I I think if you can get an Anthony Miller for a fifth or fourth round pick, I mean, I think that's see that's a di- but that's a difference. That's that's then it becomes a value play. It's not even about like right, and, and that's the, the, my, the, my, it's not even about a need. If, if right. that player is available for a fourth or fifth round pick, I mean, I I'd take him even if Gallup was hurt is was healthy. And, and that's part of the thing I was trying to get across is I, I'm not necessarily searching for a guy that's only going to replace Michael Gallup during the stretch, but also finding a guy who can play with Gallup when he returns. Uh, that's why I threw out the name Emmanuel Sanders. He's playing mm. in Denver where they're not going to contend. His contract's up at the end of the season. Would Denver be willing to move on from him for a fourth or fifth round pick? Because I think that's somebody who you can play 
with Cooper, with Gallup, with Cobb, move them all over the field. So those are the type of players that I was looking at. The other guy that I mentioned was Alan Hearns. Obviously, he's not going to cost you anything similar to, to what those guys are. You're looking at a conditional pick, maybe a pick swap in day three. But that's somebody who knows the scheme, could come in right away and, and fill a lot of different roles. Um, so it's it's not necessarily a panic thing, hey, they got to go out and give up the number one pick for a receiver. It's finding a guy that can come in, help out for a little bit, and then kind of fall into a role once Gallup comes back, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean... Uh... I just to me it's not. I, I want to see what Devin Smith can do because honestly, that's like, fine. yeah, that's I, fine. I, I feel like you don't need. First of all, I, I just don't feel like you need this to use the resources on it. You know, it's it's a diff, it's a different thing. Um, it, it's a different thing when you're talking about like uh, you're picking up a guy off the street or or you know getting numbers. But I think when you're talking about trading away. You know, assets. There's an expectation there, um, and and I also think that I just what we've seen from some of these down roster guys. Uh, there's a reason that we are enjoying this this uh, depth. Let let's actually lean into it and and you know lean on our depth for a little while. This is a minor situation with with Gallup. He will be back eventually. We we can sit here and haggle on whether it's two, three, or four weeks. But I mean, it's he will be back, and I think there is something to, you know, keeping your powder dry and 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 not overreacting to a situation that you know it, it could end up making your the ta- the young talent that you have on this roster down roster uh, uh, lose their opportunity when when frankly the the opportunities we've gotten Devin Smith out there in the game he's shined. I, I personally am more interested in seeing what Devin Smith does next week. Than trading for Anthony Miller for a fifth round pick and throwing him out there, like My, I, I think that there's value there. I think Devin Smith has experience that that Anthony Miller may not at this point, and uh, has I think a better physical skill set that has been completely you know hidden by his his injuries and situation and all that. There's a reason Devin Smith was a higher thought of prospect at his peak. I think there's an opportunity that he has a chance to finally be reaching that. We shouldn't tamper that down, even with a valuable, with a value pick in Anthony Miller for supposedly whatever we could get him for. And that's all hypothetical if we can even get him sure, for something like sure. that. So, uh, to me, it depends on how you you value the the Cowboys' depth because I I think we we disagree on a little bit of what we think about the guys behind Randall Cobb and Amari Cooper. Right? I, I see Devin Smith and Cedric Wilson as part-time, complementary players, role players who do one or two things particularly well. Mm-hmm. When you're looking at a, a Z receiver, you've got to be able to do a lot of things. You've got to be able to run a, a, a bunch of different routes. You've got to be able to block. Now, maybe the Cowboys believe, and again, maybe this is your opinion too, Landon, that you can, kind to, you can put a bunch of players together to kind of fill that role. The problem is you get a little bit more predictable, right? Devin, Devin Smith is not a great blocker, and you know that he's most of his routes are going to come down the field. So when you see him in the game, safeties are probably going to back up a little bit. They're going to probably allow him to, to run some of the underneath routes. And so he'll feast on stop routes all day. That's what well, the Z receiver in this offense does. I, I, I kind of disagree with your idea that the Z receiver does something a whole lot different or difficult. I really don't think that's the case. They, they are... Uh, uh, the field stretcher side, they are the ones who play off of their whole route tree is basically built off of 
You but look, but look flying off the window. Gallup has been the Cowboys' main target on, on middle of the field routes in the first two weeks. Right? But I think that's talent based. That's not role based. That's I think the, the the fact is that that Gallup has been getting open, and that's why he's getting the ball more. I, this is the solution to the targets is to give more targets to guys like Cooper who can eat more of these targets, and give more targets to the guys that you already have as your starters on the team, and then you know portion off a smaller portion to David Smith or to Tavon Austin, whoever it is that's kind of filling that role. I, the, the, the answer is not to have some, one of David Smith or Tavon Austin take Mal- Michael Gallup's snaps. Like, that's that's foolhardy. What you should do is you already have your number one wide receiver. Shift more onus on him, especially these weeks where you may not be playing some of these better defensive backfields. And 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 then you, you work out the rest of the targets with whoever is open. I agree. I, I just think, I, I think that's ultimately what Dallas is going to do. It's going to be a redistribution of targets. I'm just a little bit worried about the talent of the depth. I, I think I'm maybe not as high on some of the down the roster guys as you are. I mean, I like Devin Smith. I'm excited to see him, but I'm maybe a little bit more pessimistic there. And then when you factor in some of these guys' injury history, it's going to be kind of hard to rely on. Devin Smith and Tavon Austin and those kind of guys to stay healthy. We'll, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, the Cowboys obviously you know, have a, ge- a game this week against Miami. Should give us a little clue as to how they're going to proceed going forward. Uh, but just something interesting to monitor. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk about Xavier Woods. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence that you need. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready for whenever an opportunity arises. BlueChew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visit. No waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code LOCKEDON. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's Blue, B-L-U-E, Chew.com, promo code LOCKEDON to try it for free right now. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. So on Tuesday morning, another injury popped up for the Cowboys, and that was free safety Xavier Woods has some kind of ankle sprain. It's not quite sure what it is because there's been some reports from NFL Network's Tom Palisaro saying it's a high ankle sprain and he's going to miss four to six weeks. Uh, but Stephen Jones went on the, or excuse me, Jerry Jones went on the radio and said that uh, it's maybe not that severe. They ruled him out this week, but we'll see how he is in a couple weeks. Um, in the meantime, uh, just assuming that he's out this week and maybe for the next couple weeks, how do the Cowboys go about re- re- replacing Xavier Woods? Well, the good news is that it looks like your down roster safeties are coming healthy again. So I think immediately they'll they'll. Uh... They'll start getting you know guys like uh, uh, Donovan Wilson in some snaps, and then also probably even more so. Uh, I'm completely blank- blanking on his name. The Boise State kid from that played for the Giants. That, oh, why do I always forget his name too? Um, Darian Thompson. Darian Thompson. Thank you so yep. much. 
Um, I think you know, they liked him a lot. They think he's smart. And he's he's got some experience playing that that center field position a little bit more than maybe Wilson has. But I think that you're going to get to see a healthy dose of those down roster guys, uh, unless there is some kind of move on the way happening. Mm. But I don't know if that's okay. If that is happening. Pause that because I want to talk about that in a second. But let's let's kind of talk about what they could potentially do. You mentioned Thompson and Donovan Wilson. Is there a chance that we see more of, I, I don't want to say Jordan Lewis in a safety role, but just trying to figure out ways to get their four cornerbacks on the field. Maybe maybe if it means moving Byron to like a, that kind of tight end stopper role or moving Chidelby inside. Uh, is there a chance that they do that in the meantime before you know as they try to get these safeties up to speed? Mm, I don't know. I mean, really, it would really dictate. I mean, I think you could do that, but ultimately. I think you're very much tel- playing your hand or showing your hand in what kind of coverages you're going to run because, you know, likely if you're going to do that, you'll probably be running some cover four or something. Where but it probably it, depends on the down, right? On third downs is what I'm saying. Like if you're on third and nine, I, I see. I would rather have a, I think a Jordan Lewis on the field rather than a Darian Thompson. If that makes sense. Yeah, but how are you going to play him? Like if the, I mean, like you know, like I understand what you're saying, but it's like. I think there's they're, they're they're different they're different positions you know I, I and I don't know that like maybe you could play him in kind of a very you might be able to do it in like a limited role you know doing very straightforward coverages but I don't think it's like a it's definitely not a you know permanent situation no I don't think or, it's a permanent or, thing at all well I mean but, but even like uh, something that you could do for a whole game. You know, no, like, I don't. I don't even think it's a whole game. I'm thinking like there could be specific packages, maybe. Yeah, yeah just, like, just to kind of ease those safeties in, so they're not having to play 65 snaps a game, right? That, yeah, I, mean, I think it's more likely what you do instead is you play the safeties you've got, but you just change the responsibilities that you've got them in, and then you rely more on the guys underneath. For example, like I think you get you get like Wilson or one of these younger safeties out there. And then you, you do a lot more cover two and less cover one and cover three where you're having a, a topper that has to, you know, rely on plus QB reads in order to break to the outside to get to the ball. I think if you give them coverage situations that they can handle where they, you know, and I think, you know, two man and that sort of thing, I, those are things that these guys can handle. Uh, and then you just are, putting a little bit more of the onus on the cornerbacks that way, um, then I think that's that probably is a better distribution of the talent you have on the defensive backfield. All right, there's also the possibility that the Cowboys make a move, um, you know, depending on the severity of Xavier Woods' injury. If, if they find out that he's out closer to the six weeks and maybe four weeks, maybe they go make a move. And there's a couple guys out there that the Cowboys could potentially trade for. Let's take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk about those names. Let's pause so we can tell you about today's sponsor of the show, which is MyBookie. MyBookie has been in the business for years, and their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses, so off the bat, you're making money for doing absolutely nothing. And they have the fastest payouts, seriously, just two business days. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me, and that's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to MyBookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. If you join now, MyBookie will match your deposit with an up to 100% cash bonus. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to activate that offer. 
Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. So on Monday night, it was announced that the Steelers traded for Minko Fitzpatrick. Uh, we had some intel that the Cowboys at least had some pretty significant in, uh, interest in Minka. Uh, not to the level that they give up a first-round pick, but you know, were they were they offering second-round picks and some maybe players? Uh, yeah, I think I think that was the case. But there's also another safety that you know might be on the way out that the Cowboys could be interested in, uh, and that's Jamal Adams from the New York Jets. There's been some kind of rumblings out of New York that uh, Adams is kind of getting tired of the losing culture in New York. He unfollowed the Jets on Instagram. Uh, Landon, if Adams is available, and again, we, we don't know for sure, but if he is available, would that be somebody that interests you at the cost of a first-round pick? <sighs> I mean, you know, we just kind of we just kind of got this, or that it, he's interested in moving. We know he's from Dallas. Uh, he went to Hebron High School in Carrollton. Um, I'm it's in. Tough. I mean, it's tough, like because the positional value is not great. I mean, you you know, you say what you will about drafting not, no. a running back, drafting a strong safety with the first round pick, and trading for a safety with the first round pick. That, that, it's not. It's not good. I will tell you that. But I think this is one of the. He's a special rare, player. I mean, right, there's there's very right. very little doubt about that. And, and, and not only is he a special player, but he's a special leader and character in the football. I mean, I mean in the locker room. And I think that's part of the reason why I'm in on this because it's not like you're bringing in a malcontent or somebody even like Jalen Ramsey, who's been mentioned in trade conversation, who maybe has this big attitude and that kind of stuff. Adams is way more into the mold of Amari Cooper, where you can put him into your locker room right away, and he's he's going to be fine. Right? Oh, he, yeah, he'll fit right in. I mean, that's the thing. Ramsey, it's like it could be bristly bringing him in. There's the talent may dictate it, but uh, you know, right, I, right. I, uh, with Jamal Adams, and the talent is there with Jamal Adams too. It's just you know, it's it's a little bit more difficult to shine out as a strong safety. But I, I agree, as far ever all the other stuff would fit just like a glove. The question is the value, how much does it cost? And the other thing that, that actually works towards them is that this isn't just a uh, – this isn't even Xavier Woods' move, really, because no, even if no. Woods was healthy, it, if Jamal Adams is available, that's something we at least need to kick the tires on, right? Because I, I don't know. I, I just think that he's a special talent at a position that you specifically need – you want help at. So it's something to, to keep in mind. I, I think uh, he has value playing next to Woods in a way that, wow, that would be oh amazing. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Uh, Adams was Pro Football Focus's number one rated safety last year. He excelled in both coverage and uh, run-stopping ability. If you watched the game last night against Cleveland, Adams was all over the field. I mean, some of the hits that he had like on Odell Beckham and Nick Chubb were just ferocious. Uh, that's another guy that you can play all over the field. If you want to put, put him down in the box as a nickel linebacker, you yeah. can do that. If you want him to rush the passer, he can do that. He can cover even cover tight ends. tight ends. Last night I saw him covering Odell Beckham out of the slot, which was pretty incredible. Uh, who knows if he's going to be available, but that's somebody I am certainly keeping an eye on. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time. Hey, Prime members. 
You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 